It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 17th, 2018. My name is Phil Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. This, of course, a week to celebrate because guess what? Guess what? This is the last full week without Orlando Magic Basketball. Media Day is next Monday. Training camp opens next Tuesday. And Orlando Magic Basketball will be back in our lives on a daily basis. So there's a lot to get to before we reach that date, before we get to that. And we're going to talk about a big, big issue here on today's show. We're going to talk about the big lineup. B.I.G. lineup, that is. The victorious B.I.G. lineup and its importance heading into the season. And we're going to do our player outlook on the birthday boy. Aaron Gordon celebrating his 23rd birthday on Sunday. Happy birthday to Aaron Gordon. We'll talk all about him and the upcoming season for him on today's episode of Locked On Magic. Isn't that going to be a lot of fun? But before we dive into all that, I want to remind everyone that you can check out a lot of great podcasts over on the Locked On Podcast Network after you're done listening to this podcast. Go check out some of the great podcasts that we got. We've got NFL. You want to want to know a little bit more about Ryan Fitzmagic? Fitz, Fitzmagic, that, 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 that's his nickname. We're going to let him have it. You can check out Locked On Bucks. They do a great job covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Want to get ready for the Gators game against Tennessee? Well, we don't have Locked On Gators yet. I'm told it's in the works. But we do have Locked On Volunteers, which I guess is okay because it's Tennessee. But you can listen to them and listen to a lot of great podcasts on the Locked On College Podcast Network that's continuing to grow by the day this week, we'll be adding new podcasts, including Locked On Buckeyes. There's already a Locked On Wolverines, if I'm not mistaken. There's going to be, I think Locked On Seminoles start was delayed. I said it was going to be last week. It's going to be this week. Not a whole lot to talk about there, I don't think. But there's a Locked On podcast for you, just like there's a Locked On podcast for this podcast, for this NBA team. There's a Locked On podcast for every NBA team as you're getting set for the NBA season, including a Locked On Fantasy podcast. I know that Josh Lloyd on Locked On Fantasy Basketball talked about Nikola Vucevic a little bit on his latest episode. There's two Locked On Fantasy Football podcasts, so check them all out. Again, that's Locked On, the team you're looking for, Locked On NFL, Locked On NBA. You can find MLB teams as well, and now the college teams as well. So definitely check that out. You can find them on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Last week, of course, was 
Sports Illustrated Top 100 Week. Uh, Sports Illustrated releasing uh, their list of the top 100 players in, in the NBA at the moment. And, it, you know, you didn't expect the Magic to be very present. Let's be real. We didn't expect them to have a huge presence. I mean, uh, the bottom line is players on winning teams get more exposure. They, they feel a little bit more real. They get the benefit of the doubt. Except the role on a winning team, you're going to get ranked a little bit higher than a guy who is considered a good stats, bad team guy. It probably explains why Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic were in the 90s, although Evan Fournier uh, moved up from out of the top 100 into the 90s, and Nikola Vucevic stayed at about the same spot that he was last year. So unsurprisingly, the Magic were not well represented. But there was something interesting in there. Somewhere in the 60s, was Aaron Gordon, a guy who was not even a top 100 player last year, a guy who shot up into the top 100, and and, and for the record, Jonathan Isaac was considered just outside the top 100, someone that, that they suspect that, that the two writers, Ben Golliver, and I, I believe it's, I'm blanking on who the other writer is, um, that, that, that Sports Illustrated suspects will be in the top 100 next year. But Aaron Gordon shot up from outside the top 100 into the 60s. And the growing consensus with him, and, and on top of all this, fan-sided did their 25 players under 25, uh, and Aaron Gordon was number 16. He's 23, still got time to move up that list. The, the going consensus, it seems, from all the analysis about Aaron Gordon was that after three years of, of, of struggling to, to, to stay healthy, number one, uh, st- bouncing between positions, and just being this this kind of bundle of athleticism, as, as I've tended to call him, Aaron Gordon finally looked like a basketball player. And a pretty darn good one. I mean, he was the fourth overall pick. It wasn't that he didn't have the talent. But at long last, that talent seemed to wrap itself up and come together. And it was absolutely brilliant for the Orlando Magic. Gordon averaging around 17 points per game, career high in rebounds around 8 per game, shooting 33 point, 33% from beyond the arc, uh, shooting better than 30% for the first time in his career from that distance. Just having a consistent three-point shot, just having a reliable jump shot really transformed and opened up his game. And then when you add in his ability to attack the offensive glass, his ability to run in transition, and his ability to finish over the rim, you had a player that was pretty good, that was able to put a lot of pieces together. He had a couple 30-point games um, when he got hot behind the three-point line. Uh, and it, it was overall, without a doubt, and I know some people have tried to define this differently to me, but I think we can all just say this. A, it was a career season for Aaron Gordon, his fourth year. And B, it was a breakout season. It was a season that showed exactly what Aaron Gordon could be. It, he could be a guy that you could rely on for heavy, heavy points, for heavy scoring, a heavy scoring load. Maybe, you know, maybe not someone you want to be all the time. But again, hey, he was only 21, 22 years. He was only 22 years old for the entire season last year. No reason to give up on the guy. And that was the exact decision the Magic made. Even though Jeff Weltman and John Hammond and, and the whole new front office didn't draft him, they believed in him enough to give him a four-year, $76 million contract. Front-loaded, it was you know very team-friendly, and, and, and there's incentives that seem like it could bump it up to 80. But they clearly believed in Aaron Gordon enough to give him a big opportunity, to give him a big piece of this team, to give him a, a huge part of this group. And so, 
Aaron Gordon now sits here on the Orlando Magic, second leading scorer last year, as someone who holds in his hands the most immediate potential for his future, for this team's future. And the reality is, this season for the Orlando Magic, the Magic are expecting Gordon to become the team's leading scorer. No offense to Evan Fournier, we'll talk about him later this week. But no offense to Evan Fournier, who, again, I think has done a more than serviceable job with the Magic. We understand what he is, you know, maybe to some extent he does too, I don't know. But he's done everything this team could ask for. But Gordon's talent is clearly a little bit better. And the Magic, and certainly he has the youth going for him, and so the Magic are banking their dreams or banking a lot of their hopes on Gordon taking that next step. And to me, that's what this season is about. Last season was about the same thing. Can Gordon take the next step? What kind of player is Aaron Gordon going to be? What kind of contract is he going to demand? And how does he grow into the player that he will be for the rest of his career? I would say that the way Gordon played this season, the way that the Gordon started this season, was a clear symbol and a clear sign that, yes, he could be an all-star. That he wasn't just a, a defensive specialist or, or an athlete. He had definable skills. And he got the contract that he deserved for it. And the Magic now are going to see if he can really take on that role or just to what extent he can take on that role within the team that they are building. Now, that doesn't mean that Gordon had a perfect season. Now, Gordon, his first 25 games, averaged 18 points per game. Shot around, shot more, better than 40% from beyond the arc. He was an offensive dream. Efficient, good shooting from the outside. You know, as Frank Vogel liked to say, playing within the offense to get his big games. He was a clear candidate for most improved player of the year. But the same storyline that has that has hurt Gordon throughout his entire career so far kept popping up. A series of injuries knocked him out for a good chunk of the middle of the season. Surprisingly, Gordon missed more than 20 games last season. Didn't, I don't think he hit 60 games last season. And so that somewhat stunted his growth again or slowed his development because in his last 19 games, Gordon still averaged 16 points per game. He was still getting the, the, getting the raw numbers, but he was shooting much worse, shooting worse than 30% from beyond the arc. He, you saw him become much more inefficient. There was a game a very memorable game against the Milwaukee Bucks when it felt like Gordon was trying to go head-to-head with Giannis Antetokounmpo and match him shot for shot, and he just wasn't that good. He just wasn't that good enough. And he was taking a lot of bad shots. He was shooting 4 for 17, and and Gordon kind of fell into that habit throughout all of last season where he, as I've described it on this podcast, he played the role of star rather than being what the team needed. He tried to be... Kobe Bryant type star. I'm kind of using the the Kobe stereotype of the pejorative there. Uh, But he tried to be the team's Kobe Bryant and force offense when it wasn't there and, and, you know, kind of take it as his turn and his isolation. That's not Aaron Gordon's game. Now, he's gotten better at that. He's, He's probably not as bad as we all remember him at that. But that's not an efficient offense, number one, and it never will be. And that's not what makes him or the team ultimately successful. 
a big part of Aaron Gordon's development this season is regaining the efficiency. You know, again, being a better three-point shooter and having and taking better shots and being smarter with the shot selection. And number two, after regaining that efficiency, number two, his goal is to become a better playmaker. To not necessarily playmaker, but know when to pick his spots and get others involved. That is a that is an important part of the growing process of a star. Just as I, honestly, I believe this. The mistakes that he made last year when he tried to do all those things. That's part of the growing process of a star, too. Stars make that mistake. Kevin Durant did his rookie year in Seattle. Just like I think, and again, Aaron Gordon's not a rookie, but Gordon was trying to just test the limits of his game. And I, I don't think it came from a bad place. I don't think he was selfishly trying to hunt for his points and hunt for his stats. But I think that he needed to learn and understand that, that you know, I can get my numbers this way, but it's not going to help my team win. How Gordon takes in and, and grabs all these lessons is going to be the big question for this season. What has he learned about his game, about how his game fits into the team orientation? And again, and again, so much is still working against Gordon. All the injuries last year worked against him. All the injuries throughout his career have worked against him. Another coaching change is working against him. Although Gordon has said glowing things about Steve Clifford, uh, you know, including they've talked a lot more than than any coach he's had before. Um, but it, it's still uncertain how Gordon fits into the schemes and, and, and especially on offense that they want to play. A big part of Gordon's development this year is to regain the defensive intensity and defensive reputation that he earned early on in his career. We know he is a very good defender, but last year he struggled on the defensive end. He was fantastic as a post defender, but how many players are going to try and post him up? His perimeter defense certainly slipped as he focused more on the offensive end. But there is one thing we do know about Aaron Gordon. There is absolutely one thing we know for certain about Aaron Gordon. You give him the time and the health to work on his game, and he's going to get better. This is a guy who I don't think took his new contract and took it as a, as a moment to relax and breathe a sigh of relief. This is a guy that wants to work and wants to be good. We saw that after his rookie season when he came into Summer League looking really like the player that he looked like last year. I mean, this should have happened two years ago with Gordon, if not for several mid-season and off-season injuries that kind of kept him from reaching his full potential and reinforcing the good that he'd worked and built on. After being the best player in Orlando Summer League after his rookie year, breaking his jaw and eliminating the rest of his summer really stopped and slowed his growth. He, had, he hadn't had a full training camp until last year. Last year was his first full training camp since his rookie season. It appears he's had no injuries this summer, none that, that have been reported at least. And now he's getting ready to, to go through another full training camp again. It's an important time for Aaron Gordon, an important time for him to grow as a leader on this team. Someone who is going to take the reins of this team at, at some point and, and you know be the guy that this team sinks or swims on. There is a lot of work for Aaron Gordon to do. But even with last year and the strides that he took, he's shown that he's at least potentially capable of taking it on. This is a big moment for Aaron Gordon, obviously. Yes, he's got the comfort of a new contract, but it's still an opportunity for him to prove himself. 
if he really believes that he can be great, if he can be one of the best players, he can be an all-star, he's got to start doing it now. Now is the time. The money pressure's on him. He's tired of losing. The winning pressure is on him. How he handles it, how he grows from it, and how he continues to develop is very much the big story for him. Magic fans want an all-star. Magic fans want a player that they can pin their hopes and dreams on. And Aaron Gordon's turn has come. It's a, it's a wheel almost that spins around and comes up at the next guy. Aaron Gordon is that next guy right now. And now is his time to prove exactly what he's worth. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, Aaron Gordon is really a, a piece of the puzzle. Um, it, it, there's, there's no doubt about it that when we look at this season, and, and I'm about to argue that, that, that a little bit against this on, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com coming up on Monday, um, but when we piece this together, when we really, you know, kind of take a macroscopic view of the season, there's really only three guys that, that really seem to matter. And it's that B.I.G. lineup, the victorious B.I.G. lineup, Bamba, Isaac, and Gordon. These are the three guys that matter most to the season. And, and for a lot of people, the, the measure of success for the Orlando Magic is not going to be measured in wins and losses. For, for many, in fact, they already believe and, and, and have accepted that this is not a winning team, that, that the Magic are going to struggle. And, and personally, I think it's too early to do that. I'm not going to go out here and tell you the Magic are going to make the playoffs. I don't believe that. But I think it's possible. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. And, and I'm not going to throw that opportunity away, even if you know my, my heart will tell me anything is possible. This is this team is talented enough to make the playoffs. I watched some Isaiah Briscoe highlights the other day from a pickup game, and I was super impressed. And I was like, huh, maybe Isaiah Briscoe might start at point guard or, or might battle for point guard minutes in, in, in a way that we didn't expect. If you don't give in to some of those possibilities at this point of the year, I don't know why you're watching the sport. Let's be honest. I mean, in the, it's the NBA... We all know the Golden State Warriors are probably winning the title, barring crazy injuries. But that doesn't stop us from enjoying these games, right? Right. So if you can't get excited about the possibilities of, of, of a season when you're sitting at 0-0 and you're sitting a week from, from media day in training camp, I don't know what you're doing. But this is a team that's rebuilding for the long term. This is a team that what happens this year isn't so much important as it is to how it happens. And I think most Magic fans and and probably the front office and and probably everyone can see that this team is trying to build around Bamba, Isaac, and Gordon. And so when we look at 
whether we can judge this Magic season a success or not. Sure, the playoffs would certainly be a success. But the question after that is, how did Bamba, Isaac, and Gordon play? How did they play together? Does it look like the Magic have a core to build around that they can find ways to support and build with? These are the big questions facing the Magic this this season. It's not necessarily about wins and losses again. It's about development and growth. And, And certainly, wins and losses come with positive development and growth. Obviously, Gordon is the most seasoned. I just spent 10 minutes talking about him and, and what I expect from him this season. And, and he's got the opportunity to make a, a big leap into stardom. But Isaac and Bamba are huge question marks. And a good chunk of this season is going to be spent figuring out just how good these two guys are. Essentially, Isaac hasn't played a rookie year. He played 27 games last year, um, but... He knows what he's doing to some extent, but he really doesn't. He hasn't been through the grinder of a season. He went through, what, 12 games before he got hurt the first time and then was rehabbing for most of the rest of the season. We saw at Summer League just how much growth he can he, he has made, but he's still an incredibly raw prospect that expecting a ton of production from him this coming season is, is going to be difficult. And I think the same is true for Mobamba. While I think a lot of Magic fans are rightfully excited to see Bamba play, it feels like Orlando's going to slow play him. I know our, our pals at Hoops Habit, uh, not Hoops Habit, uh, at, at, yeah, at Hoops Habit, um, posted a, an article saying five goals for Mobamba, and one of their goals was, was don't go to the G League. I, I kind of disagree with that. I think that Mobamba could spend some valuable time in the G League at, at a certain point of the year. I don't think it'll be for long. I don't think it'll be more than a game at a time, barring injury, of course. Um, but an opportunity to just let him go down there and dominate a little bit, kind of test things out against, young, gain some confidence against a, 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 a weak, you know, somewhat weaker competition. I think that's a definite possibility. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. But having said all that, Orlando's eventually going to want to see Bamba start and eventually going to want to see Bamba play, you know, kind of bring his skills up. But Orlando's going to slow play him. And I, I think they might even slow play Isaac a little bit. They don't want to give them too much too soon. They want to let them develop. But at this stage with those two players, especially because they're so young, the Magic are kind of going to be information gathering. They're going to be kind of collecting data and, and, and testing like, okay, this is this is what he still needs to work on. This is what he's already really good at. I imagine most of us would say defense, which which I think is pretty true for Isaac especially, Bamba probably, and, and figuring things out. It, it's really kind of a hands-off season with both of them. But again, it's still going to be about the flashes. The flashes of brilliance from Bamba where, you know, he'll have a game where he blocks a lot of shots and and, and, challenge, and looks like a defensive destroyer. So we games where Isaac looks the same. There are games where I think there's going to be games this year where Isaac scores 20 points and, and takes over a game. Just like I think Aaron Gordon's going to continue to have 30 and 40 point games throughout the season. These are all opportunities, of course. These are all chances for the team to grow. 
And of course, it's not, it's still difficult, I would say, to, to envision what this BIG lineup is going to be this year, other than an experiment and a test run. They all, they all need a lot of work. And learning how to play together, it, it, it's really about laying the seeds with them, about learning how to play together and learning how to play off each other and, and, it is, and figuring out their own skills as individual players as well. But how much information they, they, the Magic can glean from this is a big part of what success might be for the team. And it's a big thing that we'll be watching all throughout this season. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including our continuing series looking at players on the Orlando Magic, our player Outlook series, we did, we did the two-way guys over the weekend as well as a Southeast Division Outlook, a really fun article looking at, at the changes within the Southeast Division uh, by our Zach Bethel. Ch- check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. You can find a great Locked On podcast, your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. we got every NBA team, every NFL team, growing number of MLB teams, and colleges are coming too. Check out Locked On Seminoles, which will be premiering later this week. Locked on Wolverines, I'm told, is... I think Locked on Wolverines is already up. Locked on Buckeyes is premiering this week. Locked on Volunteers is up already. Locked on Ducks. Locked on Nittany Lions. There, there's a lot, there's, there's a growing list of Locked on podcasts on the college side. I think Locked on Tigers for LSU is up already, too. Um, so be sure to check those podcasts out just for Locked On and the team you're looking for. And don't forget as well to check out Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Locked on NBA does a great job covering the NBA. There's a Locked On NFL. There's a Locked On Fantasy Football Daily with your daily news for fantasy football. A Locked On Fantasy Football Experts with expert opinions as well as, of course, Locked On Fantasy Basketball as well. So definitely check all those out for all your sports needs. Just, again, search iTunes and Locked On, the team you're looking for. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.